0: Good morning again, beloved. We are continuing our series titled Relational Wisdom. Something life-changing is about to happen. It's about to take place in a couple weeks. A day we all seen coming, but it always comes too fast. A lot of you have already been preparing and praying a lot about this day. Many students will return back to school. <laughs> See, backpacks are ready. They walk into those doors and they encounter the relationships that will have a lasting impact on their lives. These relationships will actually determine the very course of their lives. It will determine who they become, their values and their beliefs. You see, the people we surround ourselves with have a way of influencing us for good or for evil. We have all experienced the power of peer pressure. And it doesn't go away after you graduated from high school. We need wisdom for the relational influences we encounter on a daily basis. Today's text is from Proverbs 13, verse 20. It says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. But the companion of fools
1: will suffer harm. Easy read and done, right? It's a fairly simple passage.
0: If you walk with those who are wise, you yourself will become wise. However, if you hang out with fools, you will reap the consequence of a fool. In other words, show me your inner circle of friends, and I will show you your character. Show me your friends, and I will show you your future. And to the day we meet Jesus in glory, the people around us and their expectations and their thoughts will have a lasting impact on our expectations and thoughts. The book of Proverbs from beginning to end offers us these two different paths, a path of wisdom and a path of foolishness. See, Solomon, he's writing this book to his son. He's having his son in mind. He's designed for him to choose the path of wisdom and stay off the path of foolishness, of folly. And he describes these two paths as, as women, lady wisdom and lady folly. They both are described as being influential. They both desire a relationship with the son, and they both call out to him. Please turn with me to Proverbs chapter 9. If you're using the, the Bible in the pew, it's on, you can find it on page 533. We don't read Proverbs 9 because it gives
1: us the context for Proverbs thirteen twenty. And if you're new to the Bible, the big letters, the big numbers are
0: the chapters and the small numbers are the verses. And if you
1: don't have a Bible, feel free to take that home with you. That is our gift to you. Let's read together.
0: Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent all her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn and here, to him who lacks sense, he says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects the scoffer gets himself abused and he will reprove a wicked man and curse injury. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. The woman folly is loud. She is seductive and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the highest places of the town, calling to those who pass by, who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn and hear. To him who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that
1: her guests are in the depths of Sheol. This is the word of God. What path would the sun take? See, we are here hundreds of years later asking the same questions. What path will we go down?
0: Just like Solomon's son, we are influenced by the company we keep. With the people around us, will they lead us down the path of wisdom that leads to life?
1: Or will they lead us down the path of folly, which leads to death? Today's title for today's sermon is The Wisdom of Influence. This is where we're going to go today, guys. I have three lessons for you. Lesson one,
0: your relationship will impact the course of your life. Lesson two, your relationships have an effect on who you become. And then lesson three, you influence your relationships. Lesson one, your relationships will impact the course of your life. See, Proverbs 13, 20 says, whoever walks with the wise will become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. You see, to walk with someone means to do life with them, to to hang out with them, to be around them, to live with them. I love the imagery that Solomon uses of walking. If you know me, I love a good walk and talk. See, I have this path in mind that we both take and we share, we talk about the ups and downs of life. Solomon mentions that a companion of fools will suffer harm. Here's a working definition of a companion. It's a friend, acquaintance, a partner, Someone with whom one spends time or keeps company. Solomon tells us that a foolish friend will lead us towards harm. Have you ever been blamed for something someone else
1: did? It was actually your friend. This happens all the time, doesn't it? People reaping the
0: consequences of the people they associate with. Solomon is giving us this imagery of two different people, the, the wise and, and the foolish. And he's also giving us these, uh, these two different paths. And he's, he's asking us to make an intentional decision. Choose wisely. Which friend, which path would you take? You see, there's a way that leads to wisdom and there's a way that leads to harm. But what is the path of Wisdom. See, in Proverbs chapter 9 verse 1 through 5 Solomon gives us this imagery of a woman we'll call a lady wisdom she's throwing a party there's a wonderful feast
1: wine is being mixed there's meat on the table sounds like a it's ready to go isn't it who is invited to this party it says the simple The simple or the unwise is you and me.
0: Everyone is born simple, by the way. Everyone is trying to figure out what life is all about. See, wisdom calls us to be wise, to embark on this path to become wise, to no longer be simple. You see, the first step to being wise is acknowledging that you are actually a fool. That you need wisdom. That you need wisdom that is beyond yourself, that leads and guides your life. The simple know that they lack sense. The simple know they need to be taught. The simple person doesn't just think they know everything because they actually don't. Notice that Lady Wisdom, she calls out to leave our simple ways and to live. You see, life can only be found when we receive the very wisdom of God. To take, to eat, and receive life. Sounds familiar, right? The tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, back in Genesis. See, God's wisdom isn't something that you have to figure out. It's not a riddle to be solved. It's like fruit on a tree. See, all you have to do is take it, receive it, and eat it. It's simple faith to trust God. To love sacrificially. See, wisdom is Jesus himself. Will you trust him today? See, there's another path that that we can take, the path of folly. And we can find that on on Proverbs 9, verse 13 through 18. It's a different woman. Lady folly, she also calls out to the simple, but with a louder voice. She's enticing, but she lacks sense. She's inviting the simple to her house for a feast. The problem with this feast is that everything that is there is stolen. Stolen from God and stolen from Lady Wisdom. You see, there is food and there is drink, but it has to be eaten in secret. It cannot be truly enjoyed. Notice in verse 18 that all the former guests are dead. They're in the
1: grave. Such is the path of folly. It leads straight to death. See, brothers and sisters, we have relationships in our lives
0: that lead us to the path of folly, straight into the house of foolishness, where we eat stolen food and we die a slow death. You see, influence doesn't just go away after you finish school or when you become an adult. The people in our lives shape the very decisions we make on a daily basis.
1: The decisions we make or the
0: past we take reveal whether we fear God or we fear man. We care deeply about what other people think of us and what they may do to us. And so we fear them. I love the way Ed Welch puts it in his book. when, When people are big and God is small, he gives us three reasons why we fear man. He says the first one is this. We fear people because they expose and humiliate us. They can do that. And number two, we fear people because they can reject, they can ridicule, and they can despise us. And the third one, he says, we fear people because they can attack, they can oppress and threaten us. You see, these three things, these three reasons have one big reason in common. They see people as bigger than God. And because of that fear, we give people the power to determine the very course of our lives. That is why many of us are people pleasers. We don't take criticism well. We fear the people around us and they become so much bigger to us than God himself. You see, when you are preoccupied with what other people think of us, they will quickly manipulate the decisions we make.
1: Do you avoid people that have hurt you in the past? Do you lie to yourself to make yourself look better than what you are? See, these are the signs that relationships
0: greatly influence our lives. It matters who we call our companions. You see, are you in a relationship with people that point you to God by reminding you of his love and his goodness and his mercy towards you? You see, we need to surround ourselves with people that will cause us to tremble at the feet of God and not the feet of man. We need relationships with people that will help us choose life and not death. You see, I will never forget, I was a young man, it was the evening of my wedding, and I was back in the discipleship room having cold feet. Wondering if I should just leave out of that door. And we had a brother, Ray McCasler, he came in. <laughs> right time, right place. And he shared his testimony with me. And it encouraged me. It gave me a sense of confidence that God is with me. And that this is just the beginning of everything. And I stood up here confidently, knowing that this was the will of God for my life.
1: And that I get to love and marry my bride. So thank you, brother. Evaluate your friend group. Are they influence you down the path of wisdom or down the path of folly?
0: You see, the flip side of the coin is that our relationship not only influence what path we go down... Lesson two, your relationships have an effect on who you become. See, Proverbs 13, 20 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. You see, who you walk with is who you will become. You see, this is the wisdom of influence. The people we spend our time with, who we invest in, these people will determine the trajectory of our lives, our character. They will determine who we become. Take a look at Proverbs 17 4. It says, An evildoer listens to wicked lips, and a liar gives ear to a mischievous tongue. See, Solomon tells us something that is simple but profound. Who we listen to, who we surround ourselves with, reveals a lot about who we actually are. He is saying, An evildoer listens to wicked people. And a liar listens to liars.
1: Pretty simple. Cheaters hang out with cheaters. Gossips will hang out with other gossips.
0: Mean people will hang out with other mean people. So far we see the power of influence, don't we? The power of peer pressure. But there's more here to, be, to unravel. See, who we choose to hang out with reveals what, we, what is already inside of us. If we like to hang out with people who are mean, who lie, who cheat, that reveals the very condition of our hearts. It's not that we were once good and then all of a sudden these people made us
1: bad. You see, the Bible tells us that we are born sinners. We are born bad. You see, it's easy for us to listen to wicked because we are born wicked.
0: It's easy for us to walk down a path of folly and let her shape our character and our lives because we are naturally sinful. We are drawn to gossip. We are drawn to being critical and mean because that's the way we once walked. You see, if you are here today and you're not a Christian, you don't become a Christian by hanging out with other Christians, although that's a wise thing for you to do. You become a Christian by realizing that you're a sinner. That by realizing that you are guilty before God, because of your sin, it separates you from God. The only hope for you is Jesus Christ. Coming to that realization that there's only one human being that can save me. There's only one human being that was not born sinful. And that was the Son of God, the Messiah, who lived the life that you and I could never live, who died the death that we deserve. And by, by faith in him, we can have eternal life. By faith in him, we receive a new heart. It's by faith alone in Jesus alone that can change our hearts. You see, changing your friend group or changing your environment will not change the very condition of your heart. God has to change us from the inside out he has to give you a new heart, and with that new heart, guess what? You're going to hate evil. You're going to hate wickedness. You're going to hate lie and being mean and critical. You see, this is what happens when you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You go from death to life, from darkness to light, from simple to wise. He joins his heart to yours, and you begin to fear God and, and walk in wisdom. You see, when I graduated from middle school, I graduated from this small middle school, about a couple, couple middle schoolers, from a no-name school, you probably don't even know it's right here in Maryland, Robert Gala Elementary, is, is uh, in the woods, probably never heard of it, and then I went to Parkdale High School, shoes huge high school. And when I walked in those doors, this is my testimony. When I walked in those doors, I just wanted to be the man. I just wanted to be that guy. I just wanted to be popular. I just wanted everyone to know who I was. I had this this burning for glory. And I was a pretty good football player and a pretty good basketball player. So guess who I hung out with? The football players and the basketball players. And guess what? I started becoming cool. I started to have the ladies. I started to become the man. I I, I joined student government. And by senior year, guess what? I'm that guy. I'm voted most popular. I'm the football captain, basketball captain. I'm the vice president of my senior class. But guess what? The Lord showed me that I was gaining the whole world and losing my soul. He humbled me. Prom night, I would never forget it. I knew I was going to win prom king. I went in there like, yeah, y'all love me, don't you? <laughs> and guess what? They didn't call my name. And it was the blessed thing on earth. Because it showed me that these people that I thought with my friends, they can care less about me and my desires. And then God showed me that I was a sinner in need of his grace. And he put people in my life, like my wife, to show me the very love of Jesus Christ. That he's the way of wisdom. That he's the way of life. And I turned away from myself. I turned away from my sin. I put my trust in Jesus. And he changed my heart. So now I'm living for his glory and
1: not my own glory. Who are the wise people in your life? See, Proverbs 9:10 10 says, the fear of the Lord
0: is beginning the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insights. See, the fear of God is, is not to see him as the boogeyman. He's not out to get you. He's out to love you. He's out to transform you. He's out to make all things new in your life. You see, to fear God is to, to honor him in your hearts. It's when you have experienced his goodness and his love and his forgiveness and acceptance, that's the only thing that's left to do for us is to worship him, to fall at his feet, to love and respect him, to have him be the very center of our lives, to live by faith. Do you guys know anyone like that? That is living by the fear of the Lord? That is walking by faith and not by sight? Who's that one person that comes to mind when you think of the wisdom of the fear of the Lord? You see, Solomon is, is nudging us to, to walk with them, to do life with them, where people are actively living for God and trusting Him. people who know God and recognize that He is the holy One, a God that has no sin. He's poor and he, he's pure and he's perfect.
1: Does anyone come to mind when you think of that? Anyone have a good idea where you can find wise friends? Where can you find wise friends? The church. God help us. It's the church.
0: (laughs) It's right here. You guys are the wisdom. You guys are wise. You know why? Because you have put your trust in Jesus Christ. You have turned away from yourself and put your hope in God. It's the local church. If, you, if you're not a part of a local church, get connected to a local church. If you haven't been a guest for a little while, let me encourage you. You want to hang out with these people because they are wise.
1: If you rub shoulders with them, guess what? You'll be wise as well. Trust me. They will love you. They will have your back. They will be committed to you and your spiritual growth.
0: I praise God for the men in my small group. They come in with heavy hearts and hard questions, and guess what? I'm, I'm depending on the Lord to help lead and shepherd them and guide them. But guess what? They shape my life. They cause me to depend upon the Lord. To tra- and guess what? We come out more looking like Jesus than we came walking up, walking in. So praise God. You see, we need relationships with people that love us enough to warn us about the sin in our lives. We need people in our life who will keep us on a very short and narrow road that, that Jesus says only a few will find. You see, a wise friend would challenge you. It would speak life into you, even though in moments where you don't want to hear it. Maybe you're like, Pastor, joke's on you. I don't have any friends. I don't want any friends. So this sermon is not for me. And I would say, yeah, right. I love this quote from Paul David Tripp. He says this. No one is more influential in your life than you are because no one talks to you more than you do. It's a fact that you and I are in an endless conversation with ourselves. You see, it's a fact. (laughs) This is scary, isn't it? You know why it's scary? Because we're sinful. We're finite. We need each other. I can't trust my own thoughts. You cannot trust your own thoughts. That's why God has put us in community, so we can filter all of our thoughts. So God can transform us and renew our minds. It's not good for man to be alone. Do you believe that? See, we need to surround ourselves with people that fear the Lord, who are wise and not foolish. And then we go to who are the foolish people in your life? How how can you recognize a foolish friend? Proverbs 9, verse 7 and 8 says, Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse. And he, and he who reprove a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Here we learn another word for a fool. We went from simple to now we're talking about scoffers. Scoffers, they are usually too smart for their own good. You know anyone like that? They are prideful and they have a bad attitude. And they hate being corrected. Because the scoffer believe that they are so smart, they make fun of everyone else for not being. The scoffer thinks they know better than everyone else, even God. The scoffer has no respect for anyone, not their teachers, not their balls, not their pastors. They use their intelligence to make other people laugh, and usually the joke is never about them. Are you a scoffer today? Do you hang out with scoffers?
1: Proverbs 9.12 tells us, what happens to scoffers. It
0: says, if you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. Right? Solomon teaches us two things about being a scoffer and walking with a fool. A scoffer is wise for themselves. See, this is what our world is teaching us today. You live in a world that teaches you that you should be your best self. Your world is teaching you to be true to yourself, to follow your dreams, to live your own truth, be and do whatever you think is best for you. See, this is called individualism. This is the way of the scoffer. Solomon is saying in order to be your true self, you have to live by the wisdom of God and not the wisdom of self. To fear God is the beginning of wisdom. It's loving him and loving what he loves. Living according to his will and his design and his plan. This is how we become our true selves. Because we are created in the image of God. You see, walking with scholars will greatly impact what you believe and who you will become. Students, listen to me. When you go back to school this fall, pray and find that person who puts others before themselves. Pray and find that person that, that don't put their hearts and their dreams first. They, they want to they follow the very course, the commands of God. Take a look at the end of verse 12. It says, if you scoff, you alone will bear it. Solomon is teaching us that if you are a scoffer long enough, you're going to end up alone. Sure, you may have friends at first that laugh at your jokes and think you're pretty awesome and cool. But soon enough, your friends won't hang out with you anymore because you'll keep making fun of them. You keep putting them down. They will soon realize that you are just in it for yourself and not for them.
1: So what are you supposed to do with the fool? Aren't we supposed to love the fool, everyone? Yes.
0: Love. You see, love will want us to warn others about the path of folly and help guide them to the path of wisdom. Beloved, we should never sacrifice our relationship with God for a relationship with someone else. Yes, we God is calling us into the world, but he's not telling us
1: to be consumed with the world. Jesus hung out with foolish people. He hung out with sinners. But he loved them and he guided them towards living water and to the bread of life to himself. So what are you supposed to do? Beloved, let us put our hope in God. You see, the truth is, before we can go out looking
0: for wise friends, we have to realize how much influence we have in our relationships. See, lesson three says, you influence your relationships. Do you believe that? Before we go out and look for wise friends,
1: are you a wise friend yourself? That friend that fears the Lord? I want to challenge you to be that friend.
0: The wise husband you desire to be, be that husband. The wise mother you want to be, be that mother. Be who you are in Christ. Are you loved by Jesus? Then love others. Are you forgiven by God? Forgive others. Are you accepted by the God of the universe? Accept others into your life. Walk with them. Make a lasting impact. And the life of others. Christian, let me remind you that the best friend we can ever have is Jesus Christ. And he sticks closer than a brother. He's inside of you through his spirit because of what he's done for you at the cross and at the empty tomb. He has played a lasting impact. And guess what? He is continuing to do that. Because when we behold his glory, when we walk with Jesus, guess what happens when we walk with Jesus? He transforms us from one degree of glory to another. The influence we have on others is from God himself. See, he calls us to go. He calls us to make disciples of all nations. That means to go and invite people in an ongoing relationship with you. Where they are growing to trust and love you. Where you're teaching them everything that God commands. Helping them go from simple to wise. From knowing God and treasuring him in his heart. My older saints here. Can I exhort you?
1: Can I exhort you to invest in the younger generation of this church? Like truly disciple us. Like me too, included. I need you. We need you. Finish
0: the path of wisdom well. If you got, if you got air in your lungs, that's what. God is not done with you. You can make a lasting impact in, on the next generation. And when you see Jesus, guess what? He can say, well
1: done, my good and faithful servant. Can I tell the young people something as well? Young people, ask the Lord, who can I I approach? Give me someone that can disciple me. Find someone that is wise and follow them. This can be complex.
0: I know, I get it. It would take a little work, but trust me, it's worth it. See, God will use every part of that process to help you to depend upon him more and more. I want all of us here at Grace Baptist Church to be able to say like Paul, follow me as I follow Christ. Can you say that?
1: You see, what if in a couple of weeks when students return back to school, they choose their friends with wisdom? Wisdom.
0: You see, what if when we go back to work tomorrow, we decide to make a lasting impact on our coworkers? What if we were more intentional with the friends we have around us and the friends that we keep? What if we decide to walk with Jesus, who is the wisdom of God, allowing his glory and beauty to influence our very lives? You see, when we do this, we would come out looking more like Jesus
1: and looking more like wisdom. Let's pray. Father God, we need you. We are so grateful for you, that you love us so much, that you sent your son, Jesus, to pay the price
0: that we couldn't pay for ourselves. God, help us. Help us to follow you. Help us to walk in the way of wisdom, Help us to know that the things of this world or the way of folly is sinking sand. But help us stand on the very solid rock of Jesus. God, I pray that we would put the ministry fair on our, on our calendars. That we are walking there and we say, Who can I disciple? Who can I make a lasting influence on? God, I pray that you give us boldness. I pray that we use our time here wisely, because the days are evil. God, help us to know that we need each other. Be with the students here, Lord. Help them to be deliberate in the people they hang out with. God, I pray for all of us, Lord. Help us to be intentional in how we walk with you. Help us to walk as those who are wise and and not foolish. Jesus, continue to have a lasting influence on our hearts and in our lives. And we pray all of this in your name. Amen.